Thank you for joining us and welcome to this bonus episode of the Focusrite Pro Podcast. This is a monthly show where we dive into cutting-edge technology behind professional audio products. My name is Dan Hughley and I'm the U.S. Marketing Manager for Focusrite and Focusrite Pro. Today we're coming to you live from the NAB show as part of our NAB series. On the show today, I'm joined by Chris Curran of the podcast Engineering School and Show as well as Fractal Recording. We're going to discuss getting started with your podcast, mic choice and technique, the challenges of working with remote clients, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. So, Chris, can I call you that? Yes, Mr. Right. Dan Hughley. I'm going to welcome... Thank you. You said that correctly. That <laughs> almost never happens. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, we have Chris Curran here uh, of the Podcast Engineering School and of Fractal Recording. Uh, anything I missed there, Chris? No. And no. I live in Colorado Springs, if you want to mention that. You live in Colorado Springs. I am kind of jealous of that, actually. Living in Los Angeles, I miss the seasons, which you have. Yes. Um, you get snow, which I also miss. Is That's probably a crazy thing to say, right? Like, I love snow. Um, no, it's not crazy to miss snow. No. no. I, I grew up in Minnesota, so oh. we, we we had those, you know, Arctic winters every every now and then. Uh, so, Chris, tell, tell us about the podcast engineering school, what you do, and uh, why what you do is important. Well, I've been an audio engineer since uh, the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I, in the 90s, I was in the music business, and I worked on records, and I got a bunch of album credits and all that fun stuff. And so when I came to podcasting about seven, eight years ago, I realized that a lot of people, most, all, mostly <laughs> everyone, doesn't in the podcasting space, they don't really know how to handle audio and record right. good audio and mix and all this stuff. And they don't need to. It's, it, no. It's, it, it's, the podcasting industry is a very... Uh, I want to call it an. I don't want to say it's an amateur industry. It's it's just a. It's just a group of individuals doing their own thing. It's awesome. It, they're they're content creators. Uh, they're all content creators and they're artistic. So. Exactly. And there's an announcement. There is an announcement. Shall we pause for for station identification? No, you know, so, there's plenty of noise here from this. I think everybody knows we're at a trade show. Yeah. So, so when I entered podcasting, I saw this lack of audio production knowledge, and then I, so I started producing shows for people. But then a couple years ago, I started the podcast engineering school because I wanted to teach people if if they wanted to learn mm-hmm. how to produce really good audio. You know, right. how to really learn audio production. And so we've been it, going for two years. It's been great. Yeah, and uh, audio quality matters, right? I've, have Have you turned off a podcast that you're interested in? with good content because of sound quality all the time yeah i there's been a couple that i i shall leave nameless but <laughs> i've shut them off just because you you know you hear just bad recordings and it, yeah. it turns you off especially being an audio engineer like you know you are and i hoped to be at one point um people with trained ears you know yeah. they they can definitely hear the difference uh, so you're there to, to, to teach your students, and you said you've been uh, doing it for two years. Um, and I, I want to say you've had quite a few students pass through in, in those two years, right? Yeah, more than 50. That's great. And it's been great. And, um, and you know, one thing I will – one other comment I want to say about audio quality is that 
in the podcasting space, you don't need to sound like a million bucks. Some people say you just need to sound good enough. Right. And I actually agree with that. Oh, I do too. Good enough is okay. Sure. Um, I, I, I've, I've been telling people this. I People that ask me what kind of gear to buy to get into podcasting, I don't know if you recommend this, but uh, I, I always just tell people to get like one of those... Um, like a Samson Q2U or a, a Audio-Technica ATR2100 uh, because you can get started fairly inexpensively with one of those mics and then you can always upgrade and add in your audio interface later. You know, start USB, add in your interface, and then maybe not buy another mic after that. and You, you kind of expand from there. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, as a starter, definitely just get a decent mic and, and, and those two mics you mentioned are great because they're just USB. You don't yeah. need a mixer. You don't even need an interface. Right. And so then you can build from there. And I would say also what's important at that very beginning stage as well is just to learn a little about mic technique. That is important. Learn how to talk into a mic. Learn how close you should be. Learn what to do when you laugh really loud or when you're going to whisper. And, and, and also learn that when you're recording, you're in a recording studio. Sure. I don't care where you are. But when the mic's on and it's recording, all the noises you make are going to end up on the podcast. Everything. So, so you have to just be quiet. Be in a studio. Or, or be on a trade show floor where there's <laughs> absolutely no noise at all. No yeah. announcements, nothing like that. <laughs> uh, no, good mic technique is, is quite important. And that's, uh, I'm, I'm not used to being on this side of the microphone. Usually I'm on the engineering side. So that's something I have to learn myself as well. Um, but I, I did go through quite a few mics and, you know, trying to figure out which one is the best for me. Um, what, what, what is your workflow like? I know you like your lightning round. Oh, on my show, yes, I do a speed round. The speed round, I'm sorry. That's okay. Lightning round must be someone else's show. Uh, that's same thing. What would Barry do? What would Barry say right now? Barry, well, well I can't do Barry's I know, voice. I know. You can't touch Barry's voice. But right. Barry's a guy on my show who I recorded. He has a really deep, rich voice, which I'm just... I don't even go near trying to <laughs> sound like Barry. No one can sound like Barry, only Barry. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different mics that can be good. Um, you said you were kind of trying different mics on your voice to see which yeah. one would fit. And, yeah, like once, once you come to the w- – once you, when you're a podcaster and you finally come to that place where you're like, you know what, I want to spend two or three or $400 on a microphone. Yeah. I'm, I, and, and it's the last – mic you're going to buy in your life sure and you want to sound really good then yeah then you should sort of shop around a little and try out different mics yeah. i mean there's some great the great ones that are always reliable like the shure sm7b yeah. electric voice re20 oh yeah even now the re320 is the 320 is great yeah awesome. yeah i like that one yeah so and then that's it then you decide and 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 you, hopefully you can test them too, meaning you could speak into different mics and see how your voice sounds because it's different for every person i'm fortunate for where because of my position where I work, um, I get people loaning me gear all the time. You nice. know, uh, just talking about doing a podcast, a lot of different mic companies loaned me gear uh, to, to, to try out. And, of course, you know, I took some of that home and tried it out. And I had a great selection for when I was finally ready to decide. So even as a beginner podcaster myself, uh, I was actually very fortunate to, you know, be able to shoot out the mics without buying them first, right? Which was really nice. That was that was kind of ideal. Uh, and then I decided on the the Shure SM7B is what I'm going to use for nice. for my voice. Um, yeah, when I first opened my because I, I had a physical podcast studio in New Jersey when mm-hmm. I lived there, 
and when I went to buy, I needed four mics to sit around a table. Yep. And I went to the store and I brought my little digital recorder. Oh yeah. And I literally brought an XLR cable. Yep. And I said, I want to see this mic. And it, I, I was just testing handheld mics at that time. Okay. Like the Shure SM58, uh-huh. yeah, Sennheiser great. E835, and a couple others. And I literally just talked into the, my recorder real quick, and then I brought headphones, and, I, and, and so after I recorded all four, then I listened back, and I decided that the E835 sounded the best, uh, similar to a 58, but yeah. a little more clear and a little, little higher output level, and, and that's it. Then I bought four of them, so it was cool. That, that, that's a great way to do it. That's really smart, to bring it into the store. <laughs> uh, usually what people do is they buy all of those and then return the ones they didn't like or right. something like that. But no, that was, that was really uh, kind of genius. Probably got some funny looks from other people shopping and yeah. store employees. What's this guy doing over here? Yeah. I literally had to go like in a corner of the store yeah. just to be away from people. And they're like, <laughs> what is this guy doing? Oh, that's great. Um, so at Fractal Recording, uh, which is your recording studio, uh, tell me about what you do there. Yeah. So it's my production company mm-hmm. and it started out with a physical studio in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But after three years, I went virtual. Okay. And then I moved to Colorado Springs as well. Okay. So now Fractal Recording, uh, I, I have a handful of clients and I do full production for them and I do it all virtually. So oh, I connect wow. with the hosts and I connect with their guests all virtually online mm-hmm. and I... Um, you know, run the recording sessions, mm-hmm. and and then of course I do all the post production, um, and and you know it's it's at a professional level. Sure. So, and, and you know, I, I charge a lot, and that's part of the reason I only have a handful of clients because that's all I need and that's all I want. Actually, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So, you're saying you you run the recording sessions? Where, what application are you using to do that remotely? Um, so, the ones I like are ZenCaster, Squadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I use Ringer, mm-hmm. and I've been learning about a few others, but um, those are the three that I usually use. Okay. I've used one of those. I, I should probably try out the others. I've, I've used Squadcast. Uh, been happy with that. Yeah. All those services are very interesting, and they're slightly different. Okay. And what's good about them is that you can obviously connect over the Internet and talk, but in addition to that, these services record a local copy of each participant before yeah. the audio goes over the internet and gets all glitched out. Yeah, so if you get any glitches on on, uh, on the actual call itself, you can be rest assured that the uh, the file that you're going to get is going to be a complete file, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was really impressed uh, when I when I had the Squadcast demo uh, and, I, and I saw that. And it actually glitched, and then when I heard the recording, it was fine. Right. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I was really impressed by that. And then the audio quality as well. I would assume across the three that you mentioned, um, uh, you said Ringer and Zencaster and then Squadcast. They all, I imagine, record in high res. Um, so they're all different. They're and all actually, different. I just did an episode on my show, the Podcast Engineering Show. I literally compared those three. Oh, you did? I literally did a test. What's your episode number for that? I'm going to have to go check oh, that out. Oh, God. Is that really recent? It's like 124, maybe. It's, okay. it's recent. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll research that, and I'll put that in the notes. Yeah. It's in the, sh- it's in the title of the episode, okay. comparing three services or something. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I should. Should I give my... No, you should make people go listen. Okay, okay. Let's, okay. let's put a strong <laughs> call to action on this and uh, <laughs> make sure they go uh, to uh, the podcast engineering show. Yeah. And uh, that can, uh, 
Is it podcastengineeringshow.com? Is that where people find that podcast? Actually, it's everything's on the website for the school. So it's podcastengineeringschool.com. That's, right. That's yeah. right. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. I'll yeah. make sure everybody and it's, knows. It's not a long episode either. And I, and, and no. And well, you know what, though? Hold on. In the episode, I play the three audio files. Okay. And I comment on the nature of the three, but I don't say which one is which. I don't say, like, clip number one is Zencaster or clip number so I actually leave it up to the listener. Do you give us uh, the answer at the end? No. But so we never know which one? Not on that episode, oh, but on social media, okay. people have okay. guessed and, and got it right, and All I right. commented. And, and next, the next, uh, epi- next week, I do an episode of my daily goodie blog post. Yes. And um, I will announce who, which one was which. Okay, cool. I'll, I, I know I'm subscribed to that email. Uh, is, that, is that the email, or the, uh, I have to go to the blog, don't I? Yeah. No, okay. you can subscribe to the email. It's a I daily am. goodie. I do. I, I, I just started getting my daily goodies this week. Oh, cool. I, it got stuck in my spam filter. So I finally found that and released wow. it. So I finally just confirmed. So See, now why does that happen? Because you had to double opt-in. I know. And then it got uh, to confirm my email. It got stuck in the spam filter. Thanks, MailChimp. Yeah, no, I don't think it was Mailchimp. It was probably our server's, oh. you know, firewall. Well, I pay Mailchimp. I hope they're doing a good job. <laughs> I'm sure they're doing a great job. Okay, they're one of the sponsors of the show. <laughs> Are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a lot of fun on your podcast. I heard uh, one of the most recent episodes. You had a gentleman from, was he from Ireland? He had, he had a very strong. It sounded like Irish or maybe a Scottish accent. I yes. forget which one that was, but. It seemed like you were talking about me in that episode. <laughs> well, you um, know, at ev- one point, uh, you, you said you, uh, oh, it was something co- about a guy from Focusrite. It was Colin Gray. Colin Gray, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, and I referenced a guy from Focusrite. That's kind of weird. You, you might be seeing next week. Huh? <laughs> that episode that was, that was uh, released last week. Wait, what did I say, though? I forget what I, I actually said. I don't remember, but it, organically, Focusrite just came up in conversation, and Colin brought it up. Right. So... <laughs> It was just kind of great that he he gave a great pitch for the brand. Oh, cool! And cool. <laughs> and and I was just, you know, I, I go, oh, great! This guy's a supporter. <laughs> you know, you were you, you kind of we you were kind of talking about the same thing you and I just talked about with like the the USB mics that are also XLR, and then I think Colin just stole it from you and goes, you know what you should get is if you want it nice and simple, it's just a focus right. It's got a couple knobs there. It's got the the green and red uh, gain halos, so you don't turn it up and and overdrive and all right. that stuff. And, he just gave a great pitch for it, and it was. I just had to sit back and, you know, yeah. relax on that one. That's cool. No, it was great, and uh, no, I, I enjoy listening to your show. Uh, I think a lot of people probably enjoy it. Um, you have a you have a class coming up here soon, don't you? Uh, a new class of students. Yep. Yeah. So podcast engineering school, we do four semesters a year. So every okay. quarter we run run the class, and so April sixteenth we start, and then there's another one that starts end of June, and then another one in September. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just a few days away. Can people still uh, – well, this probably won't air before yeah. the 16th. So so we're talking about June. Yeah, sure. Yeah, all right. Yeah, June, late June, and then September. And, yeah, and you just – the earlier you get in, the better. The better price you get and all that. But uh, And if anyone has any questions, they can always just email me. Of and, course. And ask me because – What's your email address? My email address is uh, – Should they just go to your website? Yeah, you can go to the website. All right. But you could just it's chris at podcastengineeringcool.com. Oh, so that's easy enough. That's easy enough. So tell me tell me some of the challenges that you have um, working with your clients. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. What are some of the challenges you have working with your clients? Um, so it's it usually revolves around the guests. So okay. my clients host a show, mm-hmm. and I'm able to consult them 
on what microphone to buy, what sure. interface to buy. Uh, I, I instruct, I teach them and instruct them how to restart their computer before they start a session and only open the programs they need. And, and there's a million things I teach them. And it's little things, but it all adds up and, it's, and it makes everything run smoothly. The guests, on the other hand, sure. are people from who knows, from all over the world and the U.S., and they just connect, and they don't have a real mic, and they, they have a laptop they haven't restarted in seven and a half months. Or, or they're driving. <laughs> or they're driving. On, on Skype driving. They have a dog barking in the room. There's an air conditioner three feet from their head. And, and their earbuds mic is flapping around. And oh, so gosh. the point is. I'm on the treadmill. You, you have to <laughs> forgive the noise. I end up having to train each guest really quick and sort of ask them to do all these things. Like sure. don't move around. Turn off the air conditioner. Uh, you know, have you, you know, if close all the programs you're not using. So that's, that's one of the things that's difficult. So yeah. it's. No, I, I, I can definitely see how that could be difficult. Um, what is. So in your school, what is the biggest, what's the biggest thing that um, confuses your students when they first come in? So, so you know, say I'm a student that I came in. What what beliefs do you change of theirs right away? Um, well, in reality, what I do is, usually is I overwhelm them mm-hmm. with such deep training that literally after a two each two hour class, their mouths are agape, and it's like. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, there's a lot of little things that they didn't understand. Sure. But what happens is we start from what is sound. Okay. Oh, so you, you go all the way back to oh the basics. Oh, my God. That sounds awesome. All the way. Because here's why. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with sound. Mm-hmm. You have to know the fundamentals. You, you have do. to know what wavelength is and, and phase and every like everything. I yep. mean, look, you don't need to be an expert and pass a test on it. But yeah. you at least need to, someone like me to show you what these things are yep. so that you can be confident. It's all about the confidence. It is. And so and then, so after the basics, then we get into hardware and all that. And then, yeah, they're usually overwhelmed by the different types of hardware configurations you can have. Okay. Uh, sometimes the mix, like we talk about mixers and signal flow. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they get overwhelmed with that, with inserts and Signal all that. flow can get confusing. Yeah. Even to some engineer. Yeah. And then my, my, the part I love about audio the most is the mixing. Yeah. Which you have plugins yep. and standalone oh, software. We were talking about plugins today. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an addict. Yeah. Hi, my name's Chris. I'm an <laughs> addict. Or, wait, is that what you say? I think, I guess so. I don't know. But anyway, there's. I am too. What I, my goal with the course is to teach them everything they need to know to be a professional podcast engineer. And that includes all, uh, like a million tricks. Okay. And thing is, they're not going to absorb it in the, each class. But they can rewatch the classes. Oh, that's great! Three months from now, six months from now. So, so your classes—they're—they're—they're they're, they're via the internet, uh, but you're live though. It's not pre-recorded or anything like that. Correct. Okay. Do you have any video content you point them to as well during the course? Uh, actually, I made a bunch of bonus videos, which oh, is—I okay. literally just recorded my own screen as I was producing different things, like and different. You know, for I did one for editing. Okay. I did a, uh, one on the, a certain plugin, mm-hmm. and I did one on mixing. One on you know how to mix the new front end of an episode with the back end of a previous episode, and like all different cool stuff that yeah you, you would come up like you you would have to do. And so it's cool because I could show it on my screen while I'm doing it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Especially editing. There's like a million cool editing tricks that 
I mean, I, my problem is, like, I'm finding there's so much knowledge in the back of my mind. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. it just comes out. I don't know when it's going to come out. It's like instinct, right? Yeah. You know, you know, suddenly you'll be editing something for a client. And you go, this would be great for my students, wouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I think that's cool. Or, like, people are like, oh, show me some editing tricks. And it's like, well, I could show you some. But, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> just let's go, 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 go. But then, like, two weeks later... At 11 o'clock at night when I can't sleep and I'm, and I'm editing something, I'll do, like, the sickest trick ever. And I'm like, oh, my God, I should have showed that person this. Yeah, yeah. I you, just forgot. You, you forget what you know at exactly. some point. So we, we, we started on your speed round, um, but then we, we stopped. It's the, the longest speed round ever. So <laughs> let's, let's talk through your workflow of, uh, or your signal path for your, uh, your own podcast. Sure. So I use an RE20 microphone. And a new one or a vintage it's a vintage one. There you go. And and my buddy Mark Johansson yeah, found it and got it and uh, sold it to me. Yep. So thank you, Mark. Yeah. And so my RE20 goes into a channel strip, which okay. is actually a Neve Portico 2. Nice. Great sound. Yep. Really good. And then it goes into my interface, which is a Sound Devices Mix Pre 6. Nice. So it, does that capture the sound as well? Yes. So it when records I'm, locally there? Yes. Okay. The Mix Pre 6 records locally, and I also record my voice in the computer using okay. Audio Hijack okay. by Rogue Amoeba. Okay. So that's Audio Hijack is where I capture all the audio. My guest, myself, my music. And okay. I, I'm, I'm talking about my show, by the way. Everybody. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that's it. That's how I capture it. Mm-hmm. Then in post-production, I use Reaper as my DAW. Oh, cool. Which is a very... Uh, underestimated DAW. It's very inexpensive, and it can be free if you want to just, you know, not buy the license forever. Yes. But it's also very affordable if you do buy the license. Yeah, yeah. 60 bucks. Yeah. And it is, it's a great DAW. Um, but I don't, here's the thing, I don't rely on the DAW right. to sound good. I actually buy a lot of third-party plugins, that's, and that's that's yeah. what audio guys do, right? Yeah, that's that's how you customize it. You yeah, add, that's how you add the fries. Yeah, we. I, I mean, I buy plugins of compre- plugins that model compressors from the seventies and stuff, and it's like yep. to give it that sound. Do you have uh, Do you have the Focusrite plugins? The red two I and do. three. Okay, I do have the red two and three, and I one, one of the ways I use the red uh, three compressor mm-hmm. is, um, you know what? It, I I don't know. I just it does it really well when there's a you know when someone on a podcast, sometimes they'll talk really loud for like 10 minutes? Yep. And then like they'll lean back in their chair and for the next 20 minutes, and for the next 20 minutes, their voice is like 20 dB lower. Yeah, and you don't know why because, <laughs> because it's not a video podcast Yeah, and as, it's I, like, as I lean back in the chair. So, so with the Red 3 plug-in, you put the, the release time of the compressor at like three and a half seconds. Sure. Long release. Mm-hmm. And and then it compresses the loud part, mm-hmm. but nice and evenly with the slow release. Yeah, and then the lower part, it evens it up with the lower part. And it, it just evens it out. It's yeah. nice. Well, I, you just kind of did this. I was going to ask you for like a tip and trick for, for anything, but you just kind of gave us one, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I, there's, I got a million. You got, you got one other one you want to share with us? Um, God. To well, put, to put you on the spot. Here. Well, so I use a lot of plugins, and um, well, I will mention a new plugin that I started using. Yeah. Um, well, here's so one of the things that's a problem in podcasting that almost no one addresses. Sure. Is sibilance. 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 It's the the s sound. The sibilance. 
and the T, you know, the T and the whatever. So it can be really sharp in some recordings. Yeah. It, it feels like it's slicing the top of your skull off your body. It's like, it just hurts. It's like, it's like fingernails down a chalkboard. Did you find a new DSer? I did, and I used several, and I, and I love the FabFilter DSer. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, it's probably the best traditional DSer, but I found a new plugin called Soothe. Okay. S-O-O-T-H-E. I'll have to check it out. It's made by Oak Sound. It's a Finnish company. This guy likes it. It's ridiculous. It's Soothe. so cool. It's okay. like, I, I don't even know. I mean, it, it, anyway, it detects, it detects harmonic resonance across the spectrum, okay. which in normal terms, you can use it like a de-esser in some okay. ways. That sounds pretty cool. But it's like, a, it's like an intelligent de-esser because mm. the frequencies move. Oh, you were telling me a little bit about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah because you're, you know, you're, you're, your sibilance moves around. It's not only in, in one particular place. Right. So, and, and then as the, the, that sound trails off, it'll be shifting in the, the range anyway. Right. So instead of it being you know, a sharp de-esser in a certain point of where you're saying that right. sound, it'll, it sounds like it moves for that full sound right? yeah is that what it's doing yep so a normal de-esser you have to choose let's say what frequencies it's acting on so let's say you choose a center frequency of six kilohertz okay and it's static though that's the frequency range that will be that's compressed it. that's yep. the de-esser yep. but with something like soothe it 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 does it's not stuck to that range it can move if, you're, if your sibilance moves it'll mm-hmm. move with the sibilance kind of like a, a a band reject filter or a band pass filter so it kind of Goes in between certain areas. Is that is that what it's doing? Similar, yeah. Okay, that sounds really cool. It's really cool, and it's 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 these. There's a lot. There's several new plugins I've found recently that are, I don't want to call them machine learning, but yeah, they're just, they're. It's not just an EQ or a compressor. It's, right. There's there's a bunch of other cool stuff going on. A lot of math. A lot of math, and it's and and solving real world problems too. Yeah. Well, it's really cool. Speaking of real world problems, and something that you could probably help me with. If we listen for a second here, there's a little noise uh, in our in our podcast today. Yes. W- what would you do about that? Uh, well, first of all, you have to decide if if you want to make this sound like a studio interview, or mm-hmm. are you okay with the fact that we're at a live event? In which, if, if you're okay with the se- with this background noise and being at a live event, I would say that up front. Yep. I would say, hey, we're here live on the floor at NAB, and so that when people hear all the background noise, they know what it is. Exactly. Now, if you said, I want this to sound like a studio interview. That's tough, I'd right? I'd say you're pretty much crazy <laughs> because trying to either gate it out or no- use noise reduction, it, it's... It's going to be tough, right? It's not going it's, yeah. it's almost impossible. Th- that's what I was thinking, and, uh, you know, I'm going to record a uh, an opening, you know, maybe get some room tone and... Uh, record an opening over that room tone, just to kind of explain what's going on for each of these podcasts and explain where it was recorded and why and, and all of that. So Yeah, that's good to do. Because, see, listeners, they can handle anything. Right. As, but as long as they know what they're hearing. Right. It's it, not always going to be like this. This is a special series. Yeah. Live and, from the NAB show. But, like, I've heard podcasts where, like, either a phone will ring or a dog will start barking. And, like, every... every like, the person will just ignore it? Yeah, if they ignore it, that makes me mad. Exactly. If they go, oh, man, I'm sorry, that was my mom. I forgot to shut off my phone. Exactly. That makes, you know, or it's like, oh, my dog has to go out. All right, we're going to take a break here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, anything. Yeah, it's yep. like acknowledge it. Because the listener, you just need to include the listener and have, have the awareness that 
they're the ones listening. Well, the, the listener is, is invested. They're emotionally invested in your content at that point. And uh, I was talking to somebody earlier. Um, it's, it's personal for, for the listener as well. You know, what you say on your show is, is quite personal. And, and the people listening on the other end think you're talking. Well, they, they know you're talking directly to them. Right. And, and that's really the beauty of podcasting. Totally. Because uh, podcasters listen I don't know about you, but I listen in my car when I'm alone. So it's me and one or two other voices. Right. Um, or I listen at my desk when I'm at work with my headphones on. So it's just me and, you know, everything else is kind of blocked out. So it's kind of almost like a personal conversation, although, you know, you're really talking to, you know, hundreds, thousands or millions of people if you're Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very intimate medium. I love it. <laughs> I, I do, too. And, and, and it's something I've only been looking at as 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 recording for about a year and that's that's kind of sad you you said you've been into podcasting what seven years that makes yeah you, something like that 2012 it, i got into it makes you a, a pretty much a veteran in this in podcasting uh i guess so you although get, there's the old dogs are 2004 2005 oh guys. those guys okay oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay but well but but most of them aren't audio guys like me but okay yeah but there's they're the pioneers they're the pioneers yeah Cool. Do you got? Do you have anything you want to plug or anything you want to talk about before we wrap up? I mean, just my school. Yeah, you know, please. If anybody wants to know, really learn audio mm-hmm. and how to produce good sounding podcasts. That's what my school is for. Yeah. And and I actually struggle with how to how to get how to market my school, like how to get the how to inform people that my school exists. Like, I literally, I don't know how. I'm so yeah. weak in marketing. I'm such an audio engineer. <laughs> well, we should talk about that because um, marketing <laughs> is what I do. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll chat a bit about that and maybe brainstorm. And we'll, Awesome. You know, oh, I would appreciate that. Help you out with whatever I can. That's sweet, man. Thank you. All right, Chris. Well, I, th- I appreciate your time today. I think we're about to close the show down. Um, sweet. Not only this show, but also the NAB show for the day. So the day. day one is in the books. Cool. All right. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. Uh, All right. All right, so false alarm. We're still here. We're still here. We're still here. But because we have to end it properly. Yeah, Chris reminded me of the grunt. So <laughs> as loud as we can, right? Yes. And uh, Dave, you're going to be our countdown for this? And you, well, also, if we're going to do it like my show, yeah. the podcast engineering show, we have to yell, sound great. Sound great. Or we could grunt, or we could do both. Um, let's surprise each other. Okay. You, we'll do whatever we want. Okay. Because I don't want to copy your show. <laughs> I mean, your show is a really good show, and I... I would love if I could produce something that good, but I'm not that guy. This is like my second interview ever. So. Oh, sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, on three. All right. And, and Dave's going to count down. Okay. Nobody can see Dave. Three, two, one. Sounds great. Ah! <laughs> Oops. <laughs> ah. Thank you for joining us for this bonus episode of the Focus Right Pro podcast. This podcast is produced by me, Dan Hughley, with music by Simon Poulton. This show was recorded on location at the NAB show. For more information on Focusrite Pro, please visit our website at www.pro.focusrite.com. Focusrite.com.